Welcome back to the Mindsets Podcast. I'm Angus and I'm joined here today with Ruby. Um, obviously, you guys know me. You've now seen the setup. This is the second time that you've seen it if you're watching on YouTube. If not, feel free to jump over to YouTube and check it out. Um, it's still pretty interesting behind the camera. Uh, as I said last time, we're getting there. There's going to be new things coming in. Um, but for now, Ruby, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. I always get a bit nervous doing personal intros, but... My name's Ruby. I am 23 years old, currently live in London. I am doing a whole mix of things. I'm a journalism student. I also have a waitressing job and I have my own podcast, the Personal Best Podcast. And I think people often describe themselves by what they do rather than who they are. And I also feel like I'm someone that's just striving to be better, um, very big on like self-improvement, but I'm just, learning so much along the way really and um you're doing quite a few different things you obviously said uh studying journalism mm -hmm. always wanted to study journalism um always from like secondary school mm -hmm. i've always been more creative rather than academic and i like writing and i just thought well what job allows me to do that and i was like journalism um i had a bit of a crisis in my like around the age of 19, 20 in my gap years and completely rerouted what I was going to do. So I was going to go to Bath and do sociology. And I was like, I don't want more study. So I'm doing journalism, which is a bit more practical. And yeah, it's good. It's, you know, what, fun. What, what happened? <laughs> so you took you took a gap year, was that after sixth form? Yeah, but it was COVID. Oh, so it was COVID. So was it, you chose to do a gap year because of COVID? No, so I always wanted to do one gap year. Right. Went and did a ski season in France. Was having the time of my life as a chalet girl. And then COVID came around March 2020 and we got sent home. And then so all my travel plans were completely scrapped. So I took another gap year, but obviously we still couldn't travel. So I worked for Waitrose Customer Services. Um, and then I ended up going to London to study journalism. I also did a ski season before yeah. I went to university. And I very nearly never went to university because of really? how good it was. I loved it. And yeah. I don't know I don't know about you if it's the same with you. I grew up going on family ski holidays. Mm. Um, after a little bit of time, um, we didn't go skiing as a family for ages. Uh, and... We went again around GCSEs, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like, I I have to do yeah. this. Like, have to do this for so long. It's the best thing ever." And so, yeah, I, I decided to take a last minute gap year, went out skiing, and skiing still probably is the thing I enjoy the most of all sports. Mm. But it's just so inaccessible. Well, I in this snowboard. Country. You snowboard? Yeah. Did you always snowboard? I skied when I was young, right? And then through my stepdad, I started snowboarding when I was like fifteen, and. Right was really really shit to begin with but now i love it i wouldn't what? swap it do you ever go back you wouldn't ever go no. back what is it about it's just cooler isn't it i mean i'm <laughs> i'm not gonna lie this is this is something that i can't really compete with i'm on skis i have a cool set of skis that are mine i have what i think is cool skiing gear but it's basically just snowboarding gear I'm just yeah on skis yeah but there's just there is something about i think snowboarding you can do such simple tricks and cool stuff and you don't even try to do cool stuff it's just cooler i just yeah i feel like well i don't know when i'm skiing i'm trying to think about so many different things mm. like my you know two skis my two poles yeah. trying to navigate it whereas on a snowboard you're just like gliding down you don't i don't think about it mm. as much but yeah i literally did a ski season because i watched the film chalet girl i was literally gonna and ask i was if there like was anything to do yeah, with that. i was like i just want to do that i mean i didn't 
win a snowball competition or fall in love with a billionaire. But I had a great time on my ski season. I still think it's pretty successful. <laughs> I do want to, I'm going to ask you one question though. As a snowboarder, right? And for those that don't know much about skiing or haven't been skiing before, uh, you have a piece, right? Which is a designated area that you ski down the mountain. It's yes. marked out. Um, skiers, when we fancy having a rest, we go to the left or the right side so that we're not in the way of everyone. Snowboarders go, oh, I'm going to have a rest and stop. Could never be me. It's not me. It's not you. No. 100%? Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Just a select few. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's something I've never understood. And then I try. There's such like a feud between skiers and snowboarders. It's so it's funny because well, like after when, when the end of the day is done and we're at prey, there's no feud anymore. Yeah, I know, but we're comfier in snowboard boots than ski boots. At That's Apre. very true. You don't have to do so the head winning pigeon walk <laughs> when you're trying to go up, up the stairs or whatever. Um, okay, cool. So then you you did your gap year. Yeah. Um, you found yourself. No. No. Not at all. <laughs> That's what everyone said when I got back, and not the case. When I was twenty, I was on my gap year, and I got a life coach. Oh really? I was paying fifty pounds an hour for this life coach because I was having a crisis and I was like, I don't know what I want to do. But I think at that age, I thought I had to have everything completely mapped out. Like, what is my future gonna look like? What job am I gonna do? Where am I gonna live? How am I gonna be successful? And I used to stress about it a lot. Whereas now I've just let go of that. And I actually think that not knowing how things are gonna turn out is the most exciting part. So, no, I did not find myself on my gap year. I think I came back completely lost and was like, what am I going to do? So with this with this life coach, mm. um, was, was a life coach cover? Her coaching practice was quarter life coaching. So particularly speaking to people in their early 20s who were trying to navigate life and a career. So it was less therapy, more job coaching, I suppose. But... It was good. Like, she asked me loads of questions, like, what are your values? What are your strengths? Like, you know, where do you see yourself? And she encouraged me to, like, ask my friends, ask my family what they thought I was good at. And so it was really useful. But I think I already had all the answers. I think I already know. She was unlocking. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And then, so what university was it you went to? So I do journalism course with a news agency. With a news so agency, it's kind okay. of like a degree apprenticeship. I see. Which is where there's less pract- like there's less study and more like practical doing stuff, which suits me quite well. Okay, and when when you say doing stuff, what stuff have you like been doing? writing articles, interviewing people? Like, I made a video documentary on dating in London and went to some like dating events. There's an app called Thursday which oh, is a dating app in London and only works one day of the week. So they encourage singles to go out and meet. So like I spoke to the founders. So we just have so much creative freedom. Um, and then obviously that led quite nicely into the podcast with being able to talk about fitness and things I'm interested in, really. So, so fitness and things you're interested in. <laughs> yeah. When did, the, when did the fitness journey start? How did that come about? It's not a remarkable story in any way. I was always a really active kid. Um, Like my mom took me running from the age of like seven. We do like race for life and things. And then I've tried every sport under the sun, like netball, did endurance athletics, got quite good at that, Um, ice skating, all sorts of things. Um, And then I found the gym when I was a bit older and was completely useless to begin with. I've mentioned this in a previous podcast, but me and my friend would go on the like cardio machines and just burn a hundred calories. 
because that was a Kit Kat. And we were like, yay, let's go eat like four Kit Kats now. It's a way of training. <laughs> it's a way of yeah. doing something. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't step into the weight sections. And if I did, my form was completely wrong. Um, but that was probably from the age of like 15 and then started getting serious with it. And I was like 18, 19. I was going to say 15 is quite early. Yeah, because it was one. It was like a leisure center. So you, you didn't have to be 16. So you could go. Um, but it was more just like a fun thing to do. And we thought we were cool going to the gym and, and whatnot. Um, and it's just progressed from there. And it's just it's such a big part of my life now um and I find it funny when I have conversations with people who haven't incorporated fitness or exercise into their life because I can't almost understand it now and I really just want to encourage people to find some form of movement that you enjoy and make it a part of your life because it's just going to enhance your life in so many ways really really is true and uh, something that i find really cool about the gym and i don't know if you find this but it's literally an adult playground <laughs> yeah like you can go in there and if you really want most places we've got like literal monkey bars mm-hmm. you can just monkey bar swing if you want mm-hmm. to you can take a medicine ball and throw it at a wall why not like, yeah it's perfectly normal to see that in there if you saw that in daily life you'd think someone had lost their mind um in the street but starting and not knowing obviously really what you're doing yeah is very is, is obviously everyone starts like that mm-hmm. and everyone's very nervous to try new things i remember i didn't use a bench press until i'd been there a year really so i was terrified of it mm. like everyone was talking about oh would you bench that kind of thing <laughs> and i was like i don't know because it was better for me to say i don't know than nothing yeah <laughs> like i course. can't bench anything um and then now yeah it's it's such a huge part of my life and you're having to balance so many things at the same time and still mm-hmm. including gym what's your is it is it an outlet for you or is it um a personal thing is it personal image is it are you are you training for something yeah it's been interesting because i yeah i study i work and i have a podcast and I thought that's a really great time to get an online coach. <laughs> I was like, I need to level up in some other way. But it has actually been really good for me because this was like maybe three months ago. I just hit a real plateau with the gym. And like I said, it's always been a part of my life. But I was just going through the motions, wasn't making any progress, was kind of going to just get it out of the way and like tick it off my to-do list. And I was like, I want to kind of, make progress I want to feel strong again I want to feel proud of myself and I think that's really what it comes down to and one of my friends who is a PT but he also likes to be my therapist sometimes he was like so why have you got a coach like why do you want to do it and I was like I just want to be better I want to be healthier I want to be stronger and he was like yeah but why and I just think it comes down to like wanting to improve myself and I never want to be static I never want to be complacent and I think always pushing yourself is is something everyone should should strive for um so yeah I would say it is um an outlet it is a form of movement it makes me feel good but I always know that I'm bettering myself and I think that's really what keeps me going and that's why I show up so in terms of like the way you train Mm. um is your focus obviously this would be really cliche of me to say based on the name of your podcast, mm-hmm. Personal Best. But mm-hmm. is your is your training focused to personal best 
every week or is it is there some sort of training plan where you're building up to a personal best or is it just to be a little bit better every day yeah I think it's more the latter like I obviously if I'm going in the gym and I'm lifting weights like I love seeing like the weights go up and I'm training with progressive overload in mind but I just always want to improve on yesterday and obviously you hear like this idea of like get 1% better daily but someone reframed it recently that like it's literally just comparing your today and your yesterday like if you had a shit day yesterday and you weren't feeling good and you didn't make it to the gym okay today can you go for a long walk or like can you go to the gym for half an hour it's not constantly getting better like you can't constantly be going upwards because then where's the limit but it's just kind of the gym I think really helps you like reorientate yourself and like ground yourself in a way sorry that's a massive tangent but yeah just getting getting that little bit better every day yeah I think um other ways to think about this I've been thinking recently you know how when you start adulting or I don't know when I'm supposed to start (laughs) but when when adulting comes to mind you've got to start thinking about like so many things outside of your health but obviously there's job but there's also what you do with your money right Mm -hmm. and everyone's always like oh you need to have a savings account but you need to diversify your money and you need to invest and when you go to invest what you want to do and my my investing knowledge is very limited yeah probably on the scale of like investor bro Mm -hmm. um you you look for something that generally trends upwards but if you look at stocks they go up massively and they they plummet and then they go up and generally what you're trying to aim for is you're going to put your money in there and in six months time your money's going to be better off yeah than where it started but along the way if you watch it daily you'll pull your hair out with how like how much it fluctuates yeah. and everything like that yeah and effectively that's what you want to do with your own future yeah. you want to have a general positive trend but on the understanding that you're going to have amazing times yeah followed by immediately terrible times and as long as they consistently rise then it's a good investment that's a good analogy because like progress isn't linear because there's so many factors that come into play like i put something on my instagram like a week ago and especially for women like our hormones fluctuate so much so i was in the gym and like i knew that like I was a week before my period and I just had literally no energy. I felt so tired and lethargic. And so I put a story to just say like, that's okay. And like, just do what you can. And I know that then in two weeks time, I'll be feeling great again and my energy levels will be up. And so, yeah, you can't constantly think that you're going to be operating at like 100% because it doesn't work like that. This is something that um, I haven't had the opportunity to cover yet. Obviously, some of the podcasts I've done in the past have been with guys. Um, recently, just put out um, one with my first female guest, mm-hmm. Jasmine. Um, but we didn't cover it in that. As a guy, mm. I'm aware sometimes that in terms of like testosterone and energy in the gym, I have slumps if I'm tired. Yeah. Um, and most of my like TikTok and Instagram for a period last year was about people trying all sorts of different things like testosterone, which is i believe a plant-based form of testosterone yeah trying to take all of these things to boost their testosterone but obviously i'm on the i'm on the male side of that mm. but i'm fully aware and i've listened to james smith and yeah. talk about that with some of his clients that he's had there's a huge amount of hormonal shift that hugely impacts training yeah on a monthly basis yeah. well not even on a monthly basis on a weekly basis and like daily basis and how how do you have to adjust the way you mm. train? I think it's definitely different for everybody, but 
for me, like understanding your own menstrual cycle is so key. And it can really help you, like if we're just using the gym as an example, like to actually, by working with your cycle, you can level up your training so much more. Um, And so like most people, sorry to like, what do they call it? Like woman's plane. Um, People are so used to math. Exactly, I'm switching it around. It's okay. I'm switching it around. (laughs) So like obviously most people think you just have a period and that's like you bleed for a few days a month. But your hormones work on a 28-day basis if we're going on an average. And so it's like you have the period and then afterwards you're in your follicular phase, which is where I'm going to get the hormones wrong. But like basically you start to feel good, you'll feel more energized. And then that leads up to ovulation, which is like your peak. And that's actually a really key time to build muscle. Not quite sure of the physiology, but like if you can train hard during that time, then you're really going to optimize progress and like building muscle if that's your goal. And then after that, like your um, like estrogen dips and then you're in the luteal phase and the luteal phase is normally where you feel more lethargic, more like sluggish, like you might be extra hungry and then you have your period again. And so that's a monthly cycle. And so working with it is so helpful. Whereas guys, um, you obviously have testosterone, which is highest in the morning and then it dips throughout the day. So your hormones tend to work on a 24 hour basis unless something goes completely out of work. So just knowing that is so useful. And I think obviously it is completely different for everybody but just being able to get to grips with your own cycle is really informative it's and really useful I, I it's so um almost negligent of of me but i've i've never really thought about it because i've only really ever worried about my training yeah <laughs> and so uh, like my biggest thing was when i went into like a full-time job and working i had to think about when am i going to get the gym in and for me logically if i went to the gym after work i would get home much later i'd have to pack a bag eat dinner and pretty much go straight to bed to get up to work mm. but if mm-hmm. i just get up slightly earlier then i take the stress out of being on the london underground when it's crazy busy mm. i can if i'm slightly later than usual because i've overslept slightly like five minutes whatever i can adjust for that time but then also i started to notice when i got into the rhythm of it based on testosterone for guys being peaked in the morning yeah i get way more out of a session in the morning mm. when i've adjusted than I do if I'm if I go after work because by the time I've got there after work, not only am I physically tired, but that peak has started to decline, yeah, it's and I'm relying on caffeine. And then you hear all the Anthony, uh, Andrew Human, sorry, Andrew's uh, podcast about caffeine, and you shouldn't really be having caffeine within ten hours of you going to bed because it messes your the first bit of your sleep up. Yeah, and all of a sudden, like everything points as as a guy getting up and being active before work or in the morning is what you should be doing to optimize it yeah and then it's insane how different it is for women Mm. with performance to really have to plan almost 28 day cycles in order to get the Mm. peak out of your performance but also counter um the days which are really bad with still having some form of effective training yeah and you even put on your your story in the last like 24 hours like um about missing a training session or, or, or I can't remember what the actual caption of it was but you posted in the last 24 hours um the only workout you regret is the one you didn't do exactly yeah and in quite a lot of the time it's just it's just getting there yeah definitely um definitely. and that's what people really struggle with, especially at this time of year like at the moment I'm pretty sure it's like minus one outside or something mm-hmm. it's very difficult to get there 
and I, you said this in in one of your podcasts no one gets to the gym and then goes oh i'm going home no <laughs> you don't once you're there you you, you yeah you, get on with it. Well, you don't like lie down and have a nap in the gym unless you're i don't know that's your chosen place like well, exactly yeah the, you're absolutely right the hardest part is getting there especially when it's like minus one outside it's minus one outside mm-hmm. as we have just said and mm-hmm. now everyone is aware of that but running mm. in this weather isn't fun i went for a run this morning did you yeah it was all right i actually really liked it like it's... i liked being cold i think i i think i'll either go later today or, or tomorrow morning but i'm not training for anything no whereas you now <laughs> are training for something well i i will be in the new year so yeah do you want to explain what's gone on here so my mom is my biggest supporter in everything i do she is absolutely amazing and i told her that i wanted to get into running i used to be quite a good runner um when i did endurance athletics like i had to compete in the 800 meters so that was my main event but off the back of that i do like 5ks and then i trained up to a half marathon and i was was quite speedy i think i did it in like 147 it was your first one yeah that's mad yeah i think i was like 18 or something um so i haven't done that kind of distance since then mainly because i think i've got a bit of an ego thing surrounding it mm-hmm. like i know that i'm not as good as i was when i was doing like 20 minute 5ks yeah. so i kind of haven't ventured back into it but i said to mom i really want to get back into running i've spoken to really inspiring runners on my podcast and I know that I enjoy it um and so she cunningly signed me up for a half marathon and uh now I've got to do it happy first of December because <laughs> it was it was your advent calendar yeah, yeah. she's like because I live in a flat um on my own so I'm not with my mom so she made me this little Christmas advent calendar with personalized gifts for each day and then the first day was I've signed you up to a half marathon. I was really concerned for you that to the like today's oh, I got some, day would have been the same. I got half some Christmas earrings today. That's nice. Because that <laughs> nice. um, I, I, yeah, I've never run like distance or anything like that. Have you already figured out? Wait, when's when's the actually de- actual date? For Not you? till April. Not till April. So yeah. you've got some time to sort of plan for it. Yeah. Are you just planning on gradually building up? Yeah, I'm probably. I mean, everyone uses Runner mm-hmm. as like the app, um, and that's really good because you can kind of put into the app what your starting point is. So like can you run a 5k how long does it take you to run a 5k and then what's your goal so mine will be a like sub two hour half marathon ideally and then it will give you a plan um so yeah but I think I'm gonna try and do it with some friends and like get into the community a bit more because I normally train on my own and whilst that definitely has a place like I think for me it's some sort of you know meditation I can think about things on my own there is definitely a place for socializing and exercising. Um, so I've signed up before the end of the year to two like running events. Um, and one is an 8K, which I'm a little bit nervous about, but it'll be fine because I'll be around other people. I, I think it's honestly so insanely underrated. I My history with like gym and everything like that is I've always trained by myself. Same, I'm like headphones on, eyes at the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and, and part of it is part of it is when I was very young and I... I I started going to the gym a little bit later than you did. But mm. when I started going, loads of people I knew in my like year at school would go with their mates and they would spend like three hours in the gym because they'd spend half the time chatting, yeah. half the time actually working out. And I was like, I want to get in there and get out. Yeah. Um, so I've always trained by myself. And so then when I started running, part of it was, um, again, a bit of an ego thing. Like when I was younger, I used to be okay at running. Mm. And so I was like, I didn't really want to, 
have anyone think that I wasn't. That's what I thought. So yeah. I started running by myself and um, then, yeah, uh, I got invited out to do a run thing and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. Mm. Like, I, I remember turning up. I was like, oh, yeah, hi, I'm, I'm Angus. Like, are we all like really good runners? And everyone was saying the same thing. Like, oh, do you run much? Like, all this. <laughs> and we got going and everyone was a very similar level and the pace was... No one talked about the pace that we were going to run. Mm. It was very non-technical. Mm-hmm. We just knew that we were going to end up... We started at Tower Bridge. We knew that we were going to end up um, in, like, Pears Cafe, I think it, it's oh, called in Battersea. Yeah. Um, and we knew we were going to end up there. There was no time limit or anything like that. And so we just... We'd not met each other, and the entire run was just spent getting to know each other in a very similar situation to this, but instead yeah. of being sat down, we were just moving. Exactly. Um, and then I've done other things in, in similar sort of sessions where I've turned up the actual period of exercise has been about one third of the time I spent with the people because mm, you're just socializing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's huge for me because myself, and I don't know if, you, if you're like this, but I'm, I feel like some people that are listening or watching might be the same. A night out for me or going out multiple times a week is not really what I want to be doing. No. It's not my way of socializing because... No. Um, there's uh, someone has said this analogy and I don't know what it's from. I'm seeing this from another podcast, but when you go out and you have a great time uh, and you have a really good night, the next day you tend to feel awful. And the way of thinking about it is you're, you're stealing tomorrow's happiness today. Mm-hmm. And that I feel like is so true. Like if I go out and have a great night and I'm hungover the next day and I've wasted the whole day, next thing I know I've got to go back to work or something yeah. like that. And so what I'd yeah. rather do is have a really fun time that's social as well. And it'd be part of my day and then do it again tomorrow. If I I, yeah, to. I spoke about um, this exact thing with Owen on a podcast, which will be coming out soon. And we were comparing the two that when you go on like a run with a group of people or some sort of workout, maybe people start off a bit nervous, like maybe a bit tentative and you don't really know each other and you feel a bit awkward but by the end of the run everyone's endorphins are high so like people are buzzing everyone's friendly to each other like it's just a good vibe and you leave feeling great about yourself you've probably met some nice people whereas on a night out like particularly like me and my friends and it does have a place like I don't want them to think I'm never going on a night out again. <laughs> but at the beginning, everyone's so excited. You're getting ready. You have pre-drinks. Like you're listening to music. And then you get to the bar. And then you get to the club. And then when it hits like 2 a.m., you feel tired. You, you're, you know, you're drunk. Like someone's probably gone missing. Like you don't know how you're getting home. And then the next day you wake up and you're like, what the fuck? Like why did I do that to myself? So it's completely different. Like how you start on a high and then you end feeling pretty crap. Whereas with like running, you start maybe feeling a bit crap and end on this huge high. Yeah. And do you think now with your with the whole half marathon coming up, are you going to be training more as a runner or is it still going to just be um, the same sort of thing that you're doing at the moment? Like you, you said that you're no longer stressing about what you're going to be doing in the future, mm-hmm. which I think is very, very healthy and, and people do get too bogged down in it. Definitely. Do you think about your future fitness journey? A little bit. I mean, I think there's been a massive trend towards like hybrid training, yeah. like getting hybrid as fuck. I don't know if it's like the algorithm is forcing that my way or something, or if that's what everyone's doing. That is seeing. literally what everyone's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I spoke to a girl called Imo on my podcast about balancing strength training and running because it's something I've not really had to do before. I've either been a runner or I've been into the gym. Um, and she said, you just need to prioritize one goal. So if my um, main goal is to run a half marathon at a decent pace, I'm still going to do the strength training, but I'm not also going to be trying and getting a hip thrust PB because it's not the main thing. Um, so I'll try and have my runs and then schedule some sort of strength training around it, I think. I think that's probably nice. the best way to go, but I've not done it before. So it's gonna be a bit of like trial and error, um, but I'm excited. It's nice to have something new to look forward to. Do you, are you slightly concerned that this is this half marathon is gonna be the first step to doing a full marathon? I kind of, well, I kind of want it to be. Yeah. I think it would be fun. My mom's done one and I'm like, I can't have my mom do a marathon and I've not done a marathon. So yeah we'll see watch I'm, this space I, I've I've had a few people message me and they've seen that I've started doing like hybrid training <laughs> and they're like so when's the marathon when? I think Soon. it's such a typical thing <laughs> I haven't signed up um, yeah they're actually quite expensive I know unless you do it through a charity which I could do but yeah I think that's the sort of thing especially with the, the type of podcast that you and I are both doing mm -hmm. it would probably be quite a good thing for us to to find a charity or do some sort of support or even start something ourselves for a run like yeah, that yeah exactly which would be really cool yeah but i um i think the other thing for me at the minute is i know so many people are doing marathons and i don't really want to feel like i'm tagging along but if someone was like yeah i'll do one with you then i'll be like yeah but i think it's great like it doesn't matter that so many people are doing it it's yeah. like yeah but it's a personal achievement for you like yeah you're just another number doing a marathon but like what a like thing to work towards so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of concerned as well that the mar once you've done a marathon, it's like if you've stepped up from half a marathon mm -hmm. to a marathon, mm -hmm. are you then going to start doing Ironman? <laughs> I know. Like I can't. Ultras? I literally cannot swim, so I'm never doing an Ironman. I mean, I can swim, but I'm rubbish. I I claim that I'm a great swimmer. It's <laughs> just not true. No. I, yeah, absolutely. Not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so with with the podcast then. Uh, yeah. looking ahead i mean for for anyone who's listening to this and hasn't listened to it i would highly recommend Aww. it you've had some <laughs> incredible guests on but more importantly you're on every episode i am um yeah so what's what's uh have you got a plan for that or are you also just kind of going with emotion i obviously have like an idea of where i'd want it to go but i am cautious not to be delusionally optimistic um because i'm only just starting out but People have asked me how it's going and I can give them this metric and that metric, but the bottom line is I'm enjoying it. And I always just encourage people to do more of the thing that you enjoy. And yeah, like you've said, I've been able to speak to some pretty amazing guests, like Gymshark athletes and people from the running community or people who've just have really inspiring stories. And selfishly, like I then get to ask them the questions I'd want to ask. And it's already had such a big impact on my life in terms of, advice that I've taken from people new habits that I've adopted and so if that's as good as it gets then I'm pretty happy with that but looking upwards obviously if I can continue to grow it and get more of an audience and get more people involved then that would just be amazing because if I've learned so much then what else can other people learn um so yeah I, I think as a venture obviously we're doing we're doing similar thing there and I feel very similar way way to you but with other people that are going into a new personal venture because not everyone's going to sit down and be like oh I should start a podcast like <laughs> yeah that's not going to it's not going to give the same thing to, to different people but yeah um I think one thing that people are quite often scared of with starting something like like you have done um and juggling that alongside life is uh the pushback 
you get from people. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had many people sort of make you feel like this isn't, you know, a serious thing for you? Yeah. And how 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 do you? Do yeah, that? I mean, I've I have been very lucky that most of my friends and like family and people in my life have been really supportive because I think they know that it's authentic to me. If that makes sense. When I started a fitness Instagram, which didn't go very far, I did have a couple comments like, oh, like, why are you doing this? Like, there's so many people doing this already, that kind of thing. So I think the podcast has been well received because it's true to me. Um, But yeah, in terms of having a bit of a pushback, I think anytime you do something that is a bit out of the ordinary from what most people are doing, people are gonna be skeptical and maybe rightly so. Um, So obviously with my journalism course, like our tutors and people that have visited are definitely trying to push you to one type of job. Um, And that could be like a news reporter or a writer and those are incredible jobs. But I don't know, I feel like if everyone's gonna do that, why don't I try and do something different? And you've mentioned how you like the control that you have. Exactly. I've never ever been good at being told what to do. And so the idea of like working under someone else, especially if you go in as like a junior reporter, you know, you're like being managed by so many people, that's becoming less and less appealing. Whereas now with the podcast, like I have complete control over it and I get to speak to who I want to talk to. I can make the videos I want. Um, I can have the conversations that I want. And I just, I love that freedom. Have you found that it's also benefited you in, now that you have this thing that you're passionate about? Yeah. Alongside other forms of, of work, has it given you a, a relatively new energy? Because I'm aware that <clears throat> sometimes people, they get so bogged down in the fact they do like a nine to five. Yeah. And then at the weekend, they have they basically have to reset their life. They have to do all their washing and everything like that. Yeah. And it, it's so easy to downward spiral in the way that you think about things because mm. really if that's all you're doing and all you have the chance to think about. And... I don't know if if you find the same, but now that there is something else I can put my energy into, yeah, it kind of bounces. Hundred percent. So I have a waitressing job, part time waitressing job. Um, it's a really nice brunch spot in Notting Hill. It's a lovely place, but it's not what I want to do. Um, like the other evening, I literally had to clean mice droppings out of the cupboards. Oh, nice. And I, whilst I was doing that, I was like, this is not it. Just, uh, I don't know if any of you noticed, you said where it was location-wise, but you did a very good job of mentioning um, yes, the place. shall not when name. When you then moved onto the mice <laughs> Exactly, I don't want to get, it's like cancelled by the environmental health officers. <laughs> but anyway, I was doing that and I was like, this this can't be it. You know, I not to sound arrogant, but I feel like I'm made for more than cleaning yeah. cupboards. Um, but it's an okay part-time thing. It allows me to rent out the studio and that's how I've had to reframe it, I think, is that every time I'm there, I think, okay, wages are studio hours and it allows me to do the podcast and throw money at that and, if, you know, if that's how I have to do it for the time being, then then it's fine. Working to live. And I've actually, yeah, and I've actually met um, a couple celebs who could potentially be coming on the podcast. Oh, you can name drop no. or you can like, I'll tell you there's after. the teaser, there's the teaser. <laughs> I'll tell you after, big things coming in 2024. That's okay. really cool. So um, on that then, where where can everybody find you and, and your podcast? So personal best underscore podcast on Instagram. Um, and then it's the personal best podcast on Spotify and YouTube. I think it's just Ruby Lola. 
Um, but yeah, Instagram's probably the easiest like avenue to find things. Awesome. Okay, and every, everyone listen to this. Well done. Found it. <laughs> um, I've managed to get uh, mindsets underscore podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, and it's all kind of growing. I yeah. think we're both in that growing phase. It's yeah, quite yeah, exciting. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and what I would love is to potentially do some do some check-ins with you as we're both sort of going down the yeah. same thing and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And obviously you've got some exciting things going on, which I get to hear about. You guys don't <laughs> yet. Um, but keep an eye out on, on all of your content that you post because um, I won't lie, the, the studio setup I've got, like I said, it, it's getting there, but your setup's really good. I really like the edits that you're putting out. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that I'm learning from your podcast, which I can then bring into mine, mm. but also into my own life, some of the lessons that you're, you're sharing yeah. through your and, and, it, and it is like it's a little baby like my podcast like (laughs) it is by no means a huge success and I went to see Chris Williamson's live podcast recently and he did a QA and a at the end and I asked something which I've been taught like playing with is how do you maintain this self-belief and know that you're going to be successful when you haven't got quite the evidence to back it up yet do you know what I mean like I feel like this podcast could be something but the numbers aren't necessarily reflecting it and so I think we're both definitely on this journey of like growing and I would just say to you like just keep doing it um because you don't know where it's going to go like Chris Chris Williamson's done 700 episodes we've done a handful (laughs) and and the statistic on that um being you know 90% of podcasts don't get past three episode three and then of the ones that do 90 percent of those don't get yeah I'm like when i'm past episode 20 i'll be like i know literally, what is that like in my top head, one top one percent of all podcasts there you go so everyone listening help us both out because <laughs> um, we would love to someday be on that level and, and be doing our own thing i'm sure mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so yeah well thank you very much thank you for so today. much for having it's me it's been really fun and thank you for trekking over to where i am that's in so right that's um fun. And and next time we can we can maybe make it a little bit easier. But again, thank you for everyone for tuning in. I hope that um, you got some some inspiration to maybe kickstart your own thing here. Mm. Um, but also got something out of the fact that Ruby's juggling everything at the moment, and you're you're doing a great job of it. Um, yeah, trying to definitely, <laughs> definitely more than trying to. So yeah, we will catch you in the next episode. Obviously, all of the social media will be there. I will put all of your socials uh, you. for all of your accounts into the comments and uh, and the the bios of everything. So yeah, please do share, um, subscribe, follow, all of that good stuff. Can I ask you a question? You can. Oh yeah, I like this. Ask me a question. I ask everyone on my podcast as the final thing mm-hmm. to give one piece of advice or a quote or a mantra to help them achieve their personal best. What would yours be? Uh, my one I actually thought about this morning when I woke up um, everyone whether they make it verbal or not is going to wonder why you're doing something um, or you're putting all of your energy into something and they will ask you why you no longer have time to do certain things with them or why you no longer make time to do other things um, you get that why phase um, and then when you achieve something you get the how phase Mm. and the answers are always the same so the same people that ask why and you say because i'm really passionate about the thing i'm doing or it's given me a completely different outlook on what i what i want to do and then people the same people often will ask how and the the answer is because i'm really passionate (laughs) yeah and it's given me a new light of what i want to do with my life 
Uh, and for me, like I'm still very much in the why phase with a lot of things that I do. And I'm aware with past successes that there is the how phase and it comes. And the way that I transition personally is you make these excuses. Um, again, if we use the example of a run, you got past the fact that it's cold outside. Uh, I've decided to start adding the word and onto everything. <laughs> and I'm going to make a video about this. Mm. But if uh, if I said, I don't want to go on a run today because it's cold. And it's like Alex Hormozzi's voice in it. your head. Literally, literally, it's Alex Hormozzi's voice in my head. If you haven't and. heard some of this stuff, it's just that and. Yeah. And it's so powerful because it really puts everything back into perspective of how serious it is. Mm-hmm. Um, if I want to get from the, the why phase to the how phase, I just need to keep asking myself, and? Yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to do it. And? Yeah. I'll do it anyway. Or like, what are people going to think of me? What if they think it's this? And? And? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, um there we go yeah i like Thanks. that I, I i might i might incorporate people asking me a question and throw me off guard or like yeah sorry that's I really just cool wanted to no that's know. that's really cool and it's really lucky that i was just scrolling on on tiktok or instagram when you arrived because that gave me that cool well yeah thank you very much thank have you. an excellent christmas and uh good luck training with the half marathon if you want me to join on a run i will happily <laughs> do so um but yeah nice one thank you very much thanks for having me see you guys in a bit <laughs>